1: Iron Overload.io, hardcore number three coming your way. Steve, Smee, and the Mobster. What's up, buddy? How you doing? We're about to talk about one of my favorite steroids, people. Anovar. We're going to talk about cycling it, dosages, side effects, how to use it. All you want to know, it's a single compounds episode in our series. And let's hit it. So Anavar is one of the most popular oral anabolic steroids in the bodybuilding industry. In fact, a recent poll came out by a very well-known source worldwide, and yes. Anovar was actually number three on the list of most used steroids. So it is definitely used. And one of the biggest myths we see out there is that people think it's a waste of money or it's a weak steroid. But the thing is, if you get your hands on legitimate Anovar and you use it the way it's supposed to be used and you work out the way you're supposed to work out and you diet the way you're supposed to diet, you can get absolutely outstanding results. One of the few steroids out there that actually can help you sculpt your physique while you're on it, even if you don't change anything. Um, assuming your diet and your training is already on point, just keeping everything the same and just adding in the Anivar can really make a difference. So, let's talk about the Anivar mobster. Oxandrolone um, yep. is the name of the anabolic mm-hmm. steroid, and Anavar is the most popular brand name. Uh, some, a couple of researchers from SARA C- C- came up with a drug back in the early 1960s. They were searching for something that was low androgenic and that was a moderate anabolic steroid. Medically, they wanted it to be used for muscle wasting diseases and it was successful for bone issues. During the 80s, some doctors were prescribing it to their HIV AIDS clients. And it's still to this day, one of the top compounds or PEDs that are given to those with HIV AIDS. We all know human growth hormone, is probably the number one yes. compound given. It's not anabolic steroid, but so some doctors will give ACH and Anavar together to help with the mass wasting of those with HIV slash AIDS. So bodybuilders always take things from a medical perspective and turn them into performance enhancing. So in this case, Anavar is one of the best for gym rats. It's going to help you with your fitness goals and it's going to give you some good, clean results without the negative side effects. So the bad news is in 1989, it got discontinued because a lot of bodybuilders were using it Mm -hmm. and the price of the steroid absolutely skyrocketed. The only way you could get Anavar after that in the next few years was if you were lucky enough to have some stored up or you were lucky enough to get some from someone else who had it stored up. Other than that, you weren't getting any anabar. So what happened was the price went up and also the fakes started coming out. People were coming out with D-Bowl and selling it as antivar. They were coming out with T-Bowl and selling it as Anabar So they were coming out with sugar pills and selling it as antivar. And that caused its reputation to take a hit. It turned it into the steroid that, oh my God, it's really expensive for what it does. You hear it, you start hearing that. And you also heard, oh, Anavar doesn't do what, what everyone says it does. Well, that's because you're getting fake Anavar So that's what happened. A company called Savient Pharma in the mid-1990s brought it back as Exandrin. And they were able to milk the industry by keeping the prices sky high. So since then, underground labs have been manufacturing it and have been trying to sell it in a more affordable way. So I'm going to bring in Mobster a little bit. Give us your thoughts. So far, actually, gonna, yeah. We, we sometimes talk about, in any of these
0: steroid-type podcasts, what we call wet drugs versus dry drugs. And when we say wet drugs, it's the ones that, d is a good example, uh, Anadol would be another, where bloating happens. And there's, there's various reasons for that, but essentially, you, you retain water. And that's, in fact, for me, when I've used e that's kind of a plus because I know specifically it's going to blow up my joints, it's going to make pressing better, it's going to make benching better and so on and so forth. For me, when I've used e back in the day, and I actually think so because one of the, the best times also when we get into the side effects, the worst of times for me was it was made for me. Uh, uh, someone else who should remain nameless made a batch for themselves and a batch for me. And that literally the powders were imported, they made the product up, they put it, I think they put it into capsules with uh, a, a creatine uh, filler for the capsule. 50 milligrams, one pill a day, job done, boom. And I never gained more than, say, five pounds on it. And, of course, even as now I'm not trying to get any bigger, the same applied back then. Uh, I would add five pounds on, but it would help me peak my strength for the competitions that I was doing at that time. So for me, it was always a power drug rather than a muscle drug. I wasn't trying to get the 290, 300 pounds, but I'd go from, say, 280 to 285 or 290 to 295 as I was at the time, and that was perfect. Didn't need to have loads of muscle put back on. And if you're a bodybuilder, the same applies. It's one of those things where you go five pounds, as Steve would say, of good muscle, lean muscle, hard muscle, versus 10 pounds of bloat and then only keeping five pounds afterwards anyway. And as I say, getting the strength from it at the same time is great. The, the, the downside of that, Steve, and I'll deal with the side effects, is back pumps, or specifically, in my case, shin pumps. I've talked about this with Steve via the forums. I, would, I was living in Gloucester at the time. I would walk into town, and the pumps were horrendous. I've only added five pounds of tissue. I've gone up 5 10 15% of my lifts in the gym, peaking for a competition. But walking into town, I think it was a mile, Steve, and I would have to stop four or five times and massage the front of my legs, massage my shins. I know that if any of the guys, I think I tried this once, I was showing someone how to use a kettlebell, and I got the back pump from hell to go with the shin pumps from hell. Uh, There's a way around this, of course, guys, in terms of using touring, for example, or a product like N2Guard with which contains Tory to help you deal with the pumps but the pumps were horrendous <laughs> there's always going to be a downside to go with the upside there's also another argument here steve which funny enough uh, and i say such quite properly people talk about the cost but really it's, it's a bit more expensive than say for example dynabolt but if you know what you're getting and you've got a specific requirement for the steroid you're using, and I very much did so when I was using it back in the day, then the additional cost is, is, is no big deal. I want this result. This is what I'm getting. This is what it costs. I mean, guys, moan and bitch in this country, Steve, uh, enough for a month would probably cost you even now. I don't think the price has changed that much 30, 40 pounds. So say $50 tops at the top end for a month that's not that bad it really isn't guys and that's here in the uk it's a bit more expensive in the us i think you're paying probably closer to 100 for four weeks um what about running it i i dylan gomelli who does lots of uh, videos he's not a fan of running orals for a long length of time i don't mind and i say that it's still i wouldn't run any drug include any orals especially or any drug full stop really My longest ever cycle of anything ever has been 16 weeks, and I hated it. Most of my cycles stayed at eight weeks, very rarely 10, 12 weeks. Uh, With orals, I kind of agree with Dylan, but I would still run it twice. Dylan will talk about four weeks uh, because he talks about the toxicity of steroids, specifically oral steroids. My preference for something like this would be six to eight weeks uh, as for a cycle. obviously remembering as I just said it's still an oral which means it's still going to have toxicity issues in terms of the processing through the body so you want a product again like N2Guard to help you with organ regeneration specifically kidneys and liver um, and then that's the thing regards guys to, to using it in terms of the half-life for example I would normally say well, say for example with Debo I would split my Debo up over the day so if, for example as I am right now for what I'm, an event I'm doing soon 30 milligrams a day that would be 10 milligrams every eight hours but funny enough i don't think i did this back in the day and i probably wouldn't do this with anovar even though the half is only eight hours steve i think for me what seemed to work then and probably the way that i'd run it now in terms of my response and it's pretty much the recommendation for most people when they talk about stuff like this is one pill a day or 50 million the, the, the one dose per day even garden ignoring the half-life, which is normally my first. If I'm telling guys online, if they want to know about opinion frequency, if they want to know about dosing frequency, I, pretty much my first thing I always say is look at the half-life. Here's the one and only time I probably ignore that for the reasons I've already stated. What do you think in terms of dosing here, Steve? I, my preference has always been for around 50 milligrams a day. But I see 20 milligrams at one end, 80 at the other, with a lower dose for women of around 15 milligrams. What do you think on that score?
1: Yeah, so for women, fifteen milligrams. If you're new to it, that might be a little hefty. I would stick to five to ten milligrams. Just depends. If you're a little petite, hundred pounds, you can probably get away with five milligrams, no problem. If you're a little heavier, than ten milligrams and fifteen milligrams. Really, if you're experienced with it and you know what it what it does at ten, then you can use fifteen for men. I would definitely start out at, at a minimum of thirty milligrams, like you said, mobster. Maybe 30, 40 milligrams. I think the sweet spot for me has always been 50 to 60 milligrams.
0: Me and all, I've, yeah, 50.
1: <clears throat> I've seen some legit guys on the forums over the years who've been models, who've had six packs, eight packs, who have run up to a hundred, even 120 milligrams of it. But I'm not sure if they were getting a legitimate animal. And um, we I don't, don't really know. know. That's the problem here, know. yeah. I'm gonna jump in and say, so if I really, if I was doing that level,
0: and in fact you've just touched on something when you talked about the models that would be when I talk the, I would agree with Dylan 1,001% and I think he actually uses that phrase I would talk about four weeks in that example and what we have seen just as an example here guys is one of the tools in a, in a, in, a, in your in your workshop you use it as appropriate so if you are a model and you need to get into shape for a, a gig a photo, photo, photographic gig or, or even a fashion show or something like that we have seen multiple times where you've only got a certain short period of time. You're not talking about something 20 weeks away, like for a bodybuilding competition. You're talking about four weeks away. So running anavar in that situation for a brief period of time, just to drop a little bit, to harden up, to look good when you're out there, getting the photographs taken on stage makes sense. For me, for my strength competitions, running a lower dose uh, it is less of an impact on the system, et cetera, et cetera. So always keep that in mind, guys. Dose, Versus side effects versus time. So, for me, for example, as Steve, I agree a thousand percent, Steve, 50 milligrams is all the seats. But for me, maximum would probably be around the eight week mark versus, say, for example, running a higher dosage, which might have toxicity issues in and of itself, but for shorter periods of time, if it's appropriate to what you're doing. Something else that's worth mentioning, guys, it is banned. It's relatively easy to test for. It's one of uh, something we need to touch on in these. drug PED uh, podcast leave it is getting easier and easier and easier for the testers to catch you and all rules especially are easy to test for and catch you with the amount of people and i'm thinking specifically mma but the amount of athletes that are getting caught for ped use and i think i talked about this in the first show that we did for iron overload it's two years for the A sample. You've got the B sample. 2 They're going back two years and catching guys. Now, in terms of detection time, listed as three to four weeks. But, guys, like oh, the minimum time that you want of is those four weeks, your minimum. And it would literally come down to the test. If they're taking that thing and they put you a spectrum analyzer, they get it, right? If and, again, what other drugs are you doing? What other things are you doing? So, I, I would say for you guys that are tested, be very, very, very careful when it comes to orals, especially, never mind injectables. And on that list has to be Anivar. It's, it's it's easier for them to catch you. They're getting better at their jobs. They, they, they know what they're doing there. And the amount of guys that are getting caught for two-year-old, one-year-old, 12-month, 18-month-old cycles is the list is growing every single day. So keep that in mind. Something that Steve's touched upon already, and I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate, is essentially what we call nitrogen retention. It's the reason why it was created, it's the reason why it works for HIV patients, and it's the reason why we use it as athletes and we use it as bodybuilders. When you diet, I think something else Dylan talks about when you be, he talks about going into PCT and he uses a phrase about becoming catabolic and losing tissue. When you're training, you're breaking down tissue. When you're dieting, You're not taking in as many calories as you were before. Things are a lot cleaner. And holding on to that trained and hard work for muscle tissue becomes important. And and is great for that retention of tissue over arguably, for example, a way more anabolic drug or way more watery drug in terms of putting on size, putting on bulk. If you know, don't, don't compare it to what it isn't. It's not dietable. You're not going to add ten pounds. It's not. Some guys we talk about is with Anadrol, and they and they talk about on an Anadrol cycle bloating, adding twenty pounds. In reality, they might blow up twenty pounds if they're extremely unfortunate. I'd, I would never want to put on twenty pounds that quickly. Uh, and again, it's one of those. What do you retain afterwards? The great thing with Anavar is you could gain five pounds, and if that's your thing, if you train for it. And you adjust your diet for it, the, the retention I would expect to keep three or four pounds of those five pounds. But for me, when I was using it back in the day, Steve, it was always a power drug. It increased my ability to train for strength. And so my one rep maxes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and peaking for competition. So I was never using. What about your personal use, Steve? What was it? Okay, let's get into
1: yep. Let's get into how we've used it in the past and talk about yep. some of the things we've stacked with it. And then let's finish out with some of the other side effects besides the ones that you had mentioned earlier. So um, <clears throat> for strength, I got my, I set personal records for strength using Anovar with Um, uh, Just those two together, I used uh, somewhere around 250 to 350 Trenbolone, And I used Anovar around 50 to 60 milligrams a day. And that helped me set personal records and strength. I was so strong that, you know, I was doing some incredible weight uh, in the gym and I was benching over 400, which is pretty damn good for someone who weighs, you know, at the time I weighed probably around 195, 196. So you got to keep in mind, I'm about five foot six tall. I'm not, I'm not a tall guy. So uh, to be that strong is something that you know, if it's an incredible feeling, really, to just walk into the gym and throw three plates on and do it for reps, no problem. You know, and that's something that you don't get to experience unless you're on <laughs> these very, very strong performance-enhancing hormones that we we like to use. Um, I've also used anovar in other cycles, I've used it with some Bolin. I ran four or five hundred milligrams a week of prima bolin. It was really good for cutting. I've used Anavar with uh, Tren and Masteron. Very good for cutting as well. Very good for hardening. And at the end of the day, Anovar Solo. I've tried Anovar Solo and um, I wasn't that impressed using it solo. I didn't really have as good of results. Um, I think I use it for like five or six weeks, around 50, 60 milligrams a day. And I wasn't that pleased. Maybe because I was more at the time Uh, into strength training more than physique. So I'd be curious to use it now because now I'm more into physique training and and pure bodybuilding for reps. So how would we react? So guys who have run it that way, just solo by itself, have had great results. Guys who have run it with Primo Bowl have had great results with Masteron, have had great results. I wouldn't run it with something like Winstroll. I think I would think it would be a little too harsh on your liver and it would be counterproductive. Yeah. So I would I would definitely use it, you know, use it that way. So it's a really, really good, really, really good steroid for sure. And um, you know, so tell us a little bit about how you've used it, Mobster, and then we'll kind of get into the side effects to finish out the show.
0: 100 percent as I said earlier on, Steve, I, I I ran it solo back in the day. I'd run it solo now. It wouldn't bother me. And it's something that you and I touched on on, on other uh, podcasts that we've done is individual response so for me running it that particular way as part of my strength program worked for me uh, but there's the thing guys and, and you have to remember this uh, when we talk about these things steve and i are quite structured in this particular regard so when we train for strength we don't just take a drug and hope we're going to get strong and that sometimes happens you guys taking a drug because they've been said oh this is a strength drug like Hanover. Uh, or, or you know keeping you nice and hard and, and retaining that muscle tissue is also said as well and then what happens is the guy has been automatically taking the drugs making something happen whereas in my case even if i ran it for a short period of time steve i've actually started my training program for strength weeks and weeks before i'm taking an for example so for i might say i've got a competition in 16 weeks time by the time I'm introducing the NFL, I've already done half my training program. And the training program, quite specifically, is aimed at getting me strong at the end of the program. Well, the last day should be competition day, when I should be at my peak of strength. So I've done eight weeks of that training, and then I've introduced the NFL. And then I plan, even when the NFL comes in, I'm still not maxing stuff out. I'm still not pushing the envelope. I'm at maybe 70 or 80%. As the eight weeks go on, we're getting closer and closer and closer to 100%. Now, on the day, assuming like I competed the year before, for example, in the same competition, I'm looking to beat last year's numbers. So I'm actually looking to be 105%. And this is where, for me, Steve, and know I was great. I already, when I was doing these competitions, a heavyweight. I was already over the top in number 40 look like some middles there's no way i was going to be a light or middleweight so for me the body weight wasn't really an issue i wasn't looking as i said earlier on to be 300 400 pounds I wasn't looking to do that but i was looking to have a peak of strength and that's for me how anavar worked for me but i'm training i'm focusing i'm doing a making the numbers work for me i've written all this out in advance and anavar just adds that five percent it helps me do the two day training sessions that I do the last part of the cycle it's given me another hopeful hope for and typically at that time did give me another five percent over and above last year's numbers which if I was top three last year then I'm going to be top three this year and that's exactly how it worked for me and I kept it at 50 milligrams it's a sweet spot for me regardless of how big I was say compared to 200 pounds there or thereabouts for Steve I'd have been 280 plus uh, back in the day, at six foot uh, three, and it worked for me in that particular regards. If I was a bodybuilder, if I had a six pack, if I was dieting down, it's going to help me keep the muscle tissue that I've got, and it's going to help harden up my physique. But again, I'm still going to do cardio. I'm still going to have my diet as always, guys. And it doesn't matter what drug we're talking about. You need to have the other aspects, oh, <laughs> all the donemos need to be lined up. You need to have all the other things in place for you. In terms of how this stuff works,
1: let's do the side effects, Steve. So you mentioned earlier about pumps in your legs. What I experienced was back pumps, lower back pumps, when I was doing cardio. So if you like to do cardio and you're a runner or something like that, you just be aware of that. Um, I can tell you, <laughs> I wasn't able to get to a mile without crippling back pumps, lower back pumps. So um, yeah. I, I've always liked to run do a jog a mile after the gym I'll, I'll work out on my drive back home i'll stop at a park and that gives me a little time for my muscles to kind of you know heal up from the workout kind of regenerate themselves and i'll do a quick one mile run which is nothing you know should be nothing to you too but um you know if you're in good shape a mile is nothing to run And for me, I was able to get maybe a half mile, three quarter mile into it before the back pumps really started kicking in. So that told me right there, wow, this is legit. Now, a lot of people, I got to warn people, when you're working out, a lot of people, when they're working out their back on back day, or they're doing rows or something like that, they'll complain about lower back pumps and they'll get scared. They're like, oh my God, my kidneys, I'm having kidney problems, but that's not your kidneys. That's the lower back pump. So Momster mentioned minute. earlier, taurine is a really, really good option. And it's not going to hurt your gains or anything like that, just to take some taurine to ease up on those pumps. Another problem with Anavar is, is it is liver toxic. That's what yep. allows it to work in the body. It's 19-alpha-alkylated. Again, that shouldn't be an issue as long as you, you don't drink, as long as you take care of your liver, you go into cycle with a good liver, you should not have problems with your liver on so you want to make sure you're using liver products when you're on the tutka the milk thistle there's other ones that are really good for the liver too but tutka and milk thistle are the two most popular uh supplements that you can take so i would be using those and i'd be using taurine as well when you're on anivar and that will help for sure so other side effects, look, not much. I mean, that's one of the beauty parts about Anavar. Like I said at the beginning of the show, yep. you know, you get good quality lean muscle mass, you get results, and you good don't blood. get the side effects. That's why, yeah, you don't get the water retention. It does not aromatize into estrogen at all, and it is not androgenic. That's the way it's structurally made. So, you get these benefits, and, and this is why, even though it's expensive, even to this day, because of what I said earlier on the show, why it's expensive, it's never come down in price. It's still the third or fourth most popular anabolic yeah. steroid out there,
0: even you though work.
1: it's it's still one of the more expensive. You can get Dinable for a fourth of the price or a fifth of the price yeah. even yeah. Yeah. and get way more results with strength and way more results with water, you know, gaining weight than Anavar, but people still want to go with anivar because they don't want the water retention. They don't want the androgenic side effects. They don't want the acne. They don't want the head hair falling out. Even though it's a DHT derivative, it's still easy on your hair and still easy on your prostate. It's just the way they chemically structured it. So mom sir, give, quick, 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 yeah, give us yeah us your I
0: was going to ask you talk about very, very quickly kickstarting, especially with regards to Anavar.
1: So kickstarting is when you you use something that's quick acting like an oral to start your cycle off. So if you're using testosterone or primobolin or anything like that, that have longer esters like testosterone enanthate or testosterone sipinate or primobolin, which has an enanthate ester, you use the antiviral to kickstart things the first four or five, six weeks. This way, once that that ester reaches its peak, which will yep. be around 40 to 50 days into the cycle, you'll have the Antivar working because Anavar will reach a peak much quicker, a week, week and a half into it. Another option too, it's very important. I'm glad you brought it up, which is more popular with Anavar than kickstarting is finishing, doing a finisher. So if you're going into a photo session, you have a vacation coming up, you want to look good on the beach, you have a competition, you have a contest, whatever, and you want to really look good, 10, 12 weeks from now, you'd run your cycle, say, let's say testosterone, a little bit of testosterone, some Masteron or some Primo or some Equipoise. And then you'd finish the cycle off by adding in the Anabar, 50, 60 milligrams to finish out your cycle. And then you could really look harder and better going in to those photos that that week where you really want to look at your peak, where you're going on vacation or whatever. So that's, the way people finish with Anovar. So kickstarting it is an option, but more importantly and more popularly, finishing the cycle with it is more important. So Mobster, finish out the podcast and take us into the disclaimer.
0: So very quickly, guys, when we're talking about uh, specific singular drugs on these podcasts, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about parts of the drug, part of a cycle, because the response that you'll get with those drugs are combined will be different. So, for example, the nitrogen retention, the muscle retention, the hardening that Anavar will give you will not be the same if you're using other drugs at the same time. It isn't this drug does one thing and this drug does one thing. Sometimes two drugs together will do something slightly different. So you could, you know, for example, Steve mentioned earlier on using a wind at the same time. The wind is a terrible habit for a lot of guys using of drying out the joints. So, here you've got those shin pumps and her back pump and dry joints would be horrendous if it happens to you. So, keep that in mind. When we talk about the responses, when we talk about the results, we talk about a singular drug. We're talking about that drug used on its own. And this is what you can expect. And obviously, the other thing, as Steve mentioned right at the beginning, because of the price, when it comes to Anavar, it has to be a real thing. It has to be ANOVA. If it's something else, and you don't get anavar like responses or results, maybe it was an anivir. And of course, finally, when it comes to this stuff, and I've t- said this before, I say it on the forums all the time, I mention it when I talked about planning my own training cycle. So my Train hard, eat well, do your cardio, do those other things. These are not magic beans. Anavar is great. It's not the, one of the most popular drugs in the world. As Steve said earlier, because it's useless. It's a great drug in terms of how it responds and the, the effect it's going to have on your body. But you still need to put in the work. Do not, as I said earlier on, with some users, take a drug and don't think you have to diet. Don't think you have to train. Don't or forget, as I said earlier, not to plan for a strength cycle for muscle retention. And as Steve said, if you're a bodybuilder, don't for a competition or a model or someone getting ready for the bitch, or whatever Ross. you still need to do cardio, you still need to diet, you still need to eat properly. That's important, regardless of what you're doing. Because even if they were that effective as, as performance-enhancing drugs, how much more effective are they if you do the work? All right, guys, please note, we are not doctors, and the opinions on this podcast are hours and hours alone. It's our view, and based on our experience and views on the topic. I podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.